Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I am very, very excited because I have a very exciting international guest on the podcast. I think, Johanna, you are my first guest from Germany. So that's the first, which is amazing. Wow. It's a hello. And it's a big honor for me to be your first German person in your podcast and I'm really thankful that you invited me at for me it's the first time to talk in a internet in an in international uh, podcast and yeah so I said to you from the beginning you have to yeah you have to gracious with me because my English speaking skills are the school English skills <laughs> But I give my best and I'm really excited to be here and to talk about my person and my journey. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And your English is so good. So, so good. So please don't worry. Please don't worry at all. How, like, where did you learn English at school? Yeah, I learned English, English at school from the fifth class till the 10th class. And so five years and the school English, it's really theoretic and the praxis I I learned the most when I was in my um after my marriage I I was in a how can I say in in America mm-hmm. so we we went there for three weeks and we do a road trip and my husband speak a really good English and me it's I think it's all about the experience and the talking the language. And yeah, after the three weeks, I was really good in speaking the language. And mm. now <laughs> when you don't speak the language, so you miss all the words. And yeah, yeah so that's that's the, the kind. But I think I, I try. And so today it's a new opportunity to make, to order to get better, yes. Yeah, definitely. Did you find at school, I found this really annoying when I learned French. I was learning topics. I would never have a conversation with someone. So I would never speak to someone about pollution, but I had to learn all the words about pollution and environment. And I sat there and I thought, when in my life will I sit with a French person and talk about pollution? Tell me. (laughs) Because uh, the biggest part was the vocabulary. So you said, and I think we, yeah, we we speak maybe in a, the last class, we have a conversation and we get a note about it. And that was all. So I think it, it you, you can learn it when you, when you speak and you have a translation. So you said, um, but it was, was less so mm. you're right yes so it's really difficult we haven't talked about your journey as a pro athlete but I want to ask you now because it's in the topic do you think that international athletes find it quite difficult if they don't speak any English to compete in other countries especially when you know quarter turn to the right or your number if you don't know English that must be very, very stressful and very, very hard, even for yourself on stage. 
a lot happening, a lot of energy. Do you find it quite hard sometimes? Yes, I think so. So my first international uh, competition was in, I, uh, no, it was in Amsterdam and it was the moment, so the, the speakers say quarter turn to the right and back pose and something like that. And yeah. before you hit the stage, they give you some advices. And so if you don't understand the language, it's really difficult. And so you know it, it's the most, the, the most, it stress is so, yeah. it's damage, damage your, your day and your competition. And you have to, take care about about you and about your thoughts and your concentration to hit the stage and when you don't understand the, the advices so it's really difficult and the, the first time it was was not easy but so it's all about the experience and you have to to speak with your other bikini girls and you yeah have the conversations and then you come you come there yeah in germany do they when you are on stage do they speak in german and in english is that how it works so in germany and at the national competitions they only speak german but we have in germany competitions they are national and international and we are inviting international athletes and there you're right they speak German and in addition the English language mm. yeah so you yeah you you come there but it's all about the experience and mm. I, I think if I was going to a different country and I knew they was not they would not speak English I would learn I don't know I would learn my number <laughs> And I would repeat, like, for example, in German, I would repeat my number in German in my head for the next hour until I stepped on stage, I think. I would be so scared. I would be so, so scared. That's, that's uh, funny because, so I can tell a little story when we become there later, I, I think. But when I turned pro, I had a number 179. And... Oh. I was I was standing there with five girls and I look at my number in the back background and I I look there and I and the speaker says and the overall winner is the number and <laughs> at the first moment I don't understand what he said so I had a look at my number and I was not clear is he said 179 because I was not clear from from the understanding and the next I was not clear about I could not understand that it is real so yeah it was really, really crazy yeah <laughs> you think it would be easier I for me especially with numbers and different languages I like having to learn and remember 139 is a lot harder than remembering one, three, nine. I don't know if you have that same experience, but I think it would be so much easier instead of saying 79, say seven, nine. I think that would be a game changer. You're right. It's 
would be more simple for the athletes. So when they said one, seven, nine, yes, you're right. Yeah. To be fair, I might try and see if I can, um, especially with like the two bro shows in the UK, I think that just that little tweak, I don't think it's in their rules, like, but that little tweak I think would make the experience so much easier for international athletes. Just especially when you are on stage, you are on prep, your energy is low, your brain is, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Talk to me about how, like, what your journey was to become pro. Because I know in Europe in general, I think it's still very hard to become pro. Um, in the UK, I, I would say maybe five years ago, it was really, really hard to get the pro card. So talk to the listeners about your journey in Germany to become pro. And if was there any challenges? How difficult was that? Yeah, I would be interested to hear that. Yeah. So I am thankful about talking about my journey and it, it was a hard journey, yes. And I think it was a long journey, but when I <laughs> I look back, so five years, it's not, not so long, but yeah, I started in 2016 with the sport and one year ago, I started to lift, lift the weights and I took more focus about the weightlifting. So I have to say um, that I, in my younger years, so I, when I was four years old child, I started to do sports in a competitive way because I started as a soccer girl and till my 18th, till I was 18, I played soccer as a girl in a high class. So the sport was a big part in my life since I was a little girl. And then I I do, in addition to the soccer, I do weightlifting in the gym, but only a little bit. So yeah, mm. some, some things, but maybe two times a week. And then with 18, 19, I, yeah, I, I love to train in the gym and then I do it more and there was a, a person, my later first coach, who talked to me and said to me, hey, Johanna, you have big po potential. And I was not clear because I don't saw the potential in myself. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had fun with the workouts in the gym. And yeah, I loved to train hard and to lift heavy as a girl. Mm -hmm. So... Then I had more focus of the, of that, and the the coach, the he he's a big bodybuilder, so he has lots of experiences, and he had lots of athletes, and he said much more times to me, so Johanna, so maybe let's have a try. So I will help you to step on a stage, and yeah. the stage was, it was so. It was not clear to me that this is a process and yeah. you have small steps to come to become there. I only saw the end product. I saw a bikini athlete on the on the comp competition day. And so 
yeah and then but he he talked to me and i i manifest the goal and i said to him okay so let's try in 2015 was was the the start of the first prep and the prep were one year one year and wow yeah and then I had the first competition and it was so exciting and yeah so there my journey in the bikini athlete division started and I do uh, I did five competitions in the first year and I get some experiences and yeah I feel good and I love to stand there on stage it was every time it was so well so special to me mm. uh, because at the first so years before I don't believe in mm. myself and I don't believe that I can do I can I can bring such a body mm. so on stage and yeah it was a, a hard process but approach a process what give me so much personal growth and yeah now we are five years later and then I come back to your question how I turned pro five years of hard work in the gym and consistency and I yeah so I in the first year I saw that I have a big passion to the sport and so I saw in in myself there is a big pos potential because of my of my mind oh. when I when I want something that's so crazy I give all for this goal then I I have so much more competitions in 2018 and in 2018, I, I do my first international competition, but in Germany. It was the Dennis James Classic in Germany. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I I have the experience with some international athletes. And it was, yeah, crazy for me. And so in 2019 was the year where I turned pro. And Jasmine and all heroes, I can say I in this year I don't I don't believe that this is possible for me get the pro card so and I started in I know in, in September to have the first competition and it was really good and I took the, the second place and till this competition where I took the second place I don't become in the finals uh, place from first to sec uh, second or something. I, I don't win a, I didn't win a competition till there. And mm. then I get the, the second place. It was so, so crazy for me. And I was so happy. And then I took the second in 2019 and I get the first. I, I won a competition the first time and it was so big for me so blessed and then the next time it was the second on the Dennis James Classic in Germany mm -hmm. and there was a big starter 
field. So there was many athletes, so much girls and so much really, really good girls. And I get the second place and the, the audience and uh, the judges come to me and said, Johanna, you have so much pro potential. And I was, well, it was really special to me. And then I decided to make the 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 last competition in Amsterdam at the William Boner Classic. And at this moment, my body was so, so, so less energy. Mm. I was really down and it was hard, but the feedback from the judges and the audience make, uh, I, I said, okay, so I will try to keep through and to make the last competition yeah. in three weeks yeah what three weeks out and this for the, the the William Bonner classic was the competition where I turned pro and it was so crazy <laughs> when I talk about it every time it's <laughs> crazy too but um yeah there was a a field of I think in my class there were 16 bikini athletes in the oh. bikini and all the girls were so good and yeah that's what that was the moment where I turned pro I won the, the class the bikini C and then the the overall it was yeah unbelievable for me and now I'm at the point that I in 2020 I do not competing because I want to have the focus of getting better and to yeah get more muscle growth, more volume volume and so work on my on my body and on my shoulders and yeah so now we are at a point where I will start for my first pro season yeah oh god amazing I always like hearing when a when a pro talks about their journey and how they don't always get the first place they don't always and it's always about pushing forward the momentum continuing because you never know that one time that you maybe don't keep going because you don't believe in yourself where that is going you know, yeah where that can take you afterwards you're so right so the the five years so the best was a sixth place uh, in a final so on a national wettkampf sixth place and i can say i was so happy i get a dull and and yeah it was it means a much much to me and because of that the the pro card win was so unbelievable. I I need one year. I need one year to believe it here in my mind. So yeah, crazy. And now I I believed it and it's real. It's no dream. <laughs> but I, I reached my dream and now I can can go the next step and step on stage with some pros on a pro level and I'm so excited about this yeah how do you feel going into your first pro show 
Like, do you feel nervous? Are you are you working a lot on your mindset as well, in addition to your body at the same time? Talk to us how it feels for you going into your first ever pro show. Yeah, so it feels really, really good because I had, after my pro win, I had some setbacks. So nobody want to believe this, but after this big goal, so it was a reaching for me. I, I set the goal from the pro card in three or five years. So at the moment where I won the pro card and I get a pro card and I can't believe that. And after that, I I had a really big deep and I felt down and I had a, some setbacks because it was so, so my, my body was so low of energy and meant the mental aspect I was down I yeah at the first moment I could not understand why why this is so but yeah I I had some setbacks in the year 2020 but it made me so so hard and so tough again and yeah. now maybe so one year later I feel so full of energy and I feel I feel so good and so exciting and yeah I'm really grateful to start my first pro preparation and I can say my goal is only to to stand there on the stage with some other pro girls and to see how I look like and to have fun and to to get some experience about yeah. the pro level because I'm so clear about it that the pro shows are another level than in the national and the amateur level. So, yeah, but at the moment I can say I'm full of energy and I'm, I manifestate my, my goals in this yeah. year. And yeah, I, I'm exciting for the start and I love that. I love that. I'm so excited for you now. So what are what are the plans like pro show wise? Are you planning to do a lot of international? Are you staying in Europe? What are your plans at the moment? Obviously, let's not talk about that thing called COVID, but um yeah, what are your plans ideally? Yeah. So it was a difficult decision because of the COVID situation and at the moment, the plan is clear to start in Europe and to do lots of competitions in Europe to get experiences and to be seen by the judges. And yeah, so the first is in Portugal in July, in the middle of the year. And yeah, Portugal. And then I want to compete in Prague, so in Tschechien, I don't know if it's right. Yeah, in, in Prague. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in Prague. <laughs> and in London and in Spain, in Alicante, in Italy, San Marino Pro. And it will be from July the 1st in Portugal till November. So five months of competing is my plan because I want to stay in a, in a, yeah, I, I, I'm. It's difficult to say healthy composition, but I want to stay in a 
in a good feeling shape and want to do much so much competitions I can do to get the experiences and to get be seen by the judges because in the pro level it's really really good to yeah to be seen on stage so you have to to do lots of competitions to get a name and to to be seen yes Mm. yes so with the pro stage I can imagine you have already started to think about your look so your bikini I know you like to wear red so how talk just about how you usually make those decisions like what do what do like what's a typical look like your favorite look to bring to the stage talk to us about that yeah so that's not easy you're right and it's so important to yeah to create a look that you feel feel good and you yeah you you said it at the moment so maybe I can say you have to to find the right color from the bikini so that's the first step the bikini and the color what fits to you and your person and your hairs and so for me I'm a blonde girl and I want to stay in blonde and my favorite color at my body is red Uh, yeah clear red Um, but I saw in the in the pro division I saw the girls that the color red is is not often on stage and yeah I at the moment I'm I decided the, the color and maybe I want to do something else some maybe blue or purple it's it's not easy so you have to look at the other girls and the the other the 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 competitions in the last years and I'm not sure why the color red is not not often on the on the girls so it's it's not easy to to make a decision and at the moment maybe I want to have two bikinis one in red and one in blue or purple and yeah that's the first thing at the moment and the next is so you have to make the decision for your hairs and yeah if you have the straight look with straight hairs or the curly hair more voluminizing hairs and yeah you have to decide the the color of the body so it's so important to find the the right tanning so uh, I think on the most pro contests there will be some tanning tanning um, orders and mm-hmm. I want to to book some tanning there so and yeah the makeup is another important aspect so on my where I won the pro card on the William Bonnet classic there were a service for makeup and I booked the service and mm. where I was there they told me sorry Johanna but we ca- we can't do it <gasps> no I, I don't know so I was so stressed in the moment they had so much athletes and they said to me 
sorry, so we we don't get the email or I don't know. And I was so stressed. And for me, it's really difficult to to get a stage makeup. And I can't do makeup. I'm really bad. Oh. That I would, I would cry. I would actually like not many things on show day can make me cry. But if someone told me, Jasmine, you have to do your own makeup, that that's my thing. That would be my thing where I would just go, no, bye, not do it. <laughs> yeah, you were right. It, it was so crazy. So th there were two hours till the first first uh, step on stage for me and. Wow, I said okay, and there were our girl, a little girl from the organization team, and I talked to her and I said, "So, please, can you help me? I, it's so difficult for me to make the stage makeup on the eyes. So, here in the, in the face, it's okay, but but the eye makeup, uh, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's not my not my my thing and." The girl was 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 really really special. She, she helped me, and so we create a good look. <laughs> But um, for my my pro debut in Portugal, I want to book a a service and a professional makeup studio or something like that. So yeah, it's so important the just the stage makeup and the shoes the shoes another part where i at the moment i i just decided to get some new shoes because yeah i looked at the other pro girls and i saw that the girls have the plateau mm -hmm. a bigger plateau than i had on national competitions and so I decided to get new shoes yeah and that's some decisions I, I made in the last days and now in one week uh, the, the competition prep starts and then it will be 16 weeks of competition prep yeah it makes me happy to know that the decisions that you have to make for bikini etc you still find them hard after all these years. This makes me feel happy. <laughs> well, you're so right. So it's, it's every time it's hard. I don't know. So sometimes I think, hey, you compete since 2016, but it's every time it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah, yeah the, it's good to hear that it's the same at you yeah yeah I don't think if you are a first-time competitor or whether you have competing you have been competing for years I still don't think it gets any easier because you just even though you have a reference point like you have something to look back on in the past yeah it still doesn't get any easier I don't think so at all yeah and so, so you have to you have to have a look to the judges and the rules in the pro league so maybe There are some other other rules for the bikini, for the, the panty or something like that. So, yeah. So yeah. with your mindset, what do you do to 
improve it, keep working on it, because you've said already where when you started to believe in yourself, then that is when things started to happen. Um, the exciting things started to happen. So what do you do? Like what I always say to people, I think everyone has to find their formula. Like some people like reading books. Some people have to listen to a podcast. I think it does depend, um, but I would be interested to hear like, what do you do personally to you know keep you motivated, keep you focused on your goals um, and keep that confidence and that self-belief going? Yes, yes. It's so important. And I work so much on my personality and my personality development. I would say each day. So, yeah. You said it, it's it's the most important thing to have a clear mind and to be self, yeah, self-confidence. And it's important to set your goals high, but on the same time to set your goals that it's realistic to reach them. And yeah, every day I I can say I talk about my morning ritual routine so I have lots of uh, lots of habits so in the morning I have a morning routine like meditation and find to myself and to have a good start in the day and then I have lots of routines every day so my curry routine and my walking outside in the nature so that's things like meditation too who works to me and I think everybody has to find their own way what is working for him and yeah for me I do a evening routine so I I wrote down what was good at this day and what I want to do better on the next day and I can say at in the morning in addition to my morning meditation there is a a thing so maybe 10 minutes I wrote down things for where I I'm thankful about so every day and that helps me a lot to yeah to develop my my personality and to keep care of me and of when when I am I feel good and I'm clear then my body can work mm. and that's the first what you have to have a look and yeah so that's that's some things in my daily routine and also the the point of yeah self-care in a, in a big and self-care so I think some regeneration is it right regeneration uh -huh. thing so maybe sometimes your body uh, and your mind need some break and uh -huh. then it's so important to give your body and your mind the break and in my setbacks I had every time when I look back at the moment so I in this moment I don't see see that my mind and my body need a break so that's really important and in the professional bikini division 
too, but for everyone, I think. And in younger year, years, when I heard about some things like personality development and yeah, meditation and some yeah. things like that, I thought, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm tough and I can do anything and my body is tough and yeah, I can go hard and yeah but so over the years you see how how important is your mental health yeah and it, it matters it matters overall and when your health is your mental health is good then you can start in a prep And then you can make your goal, I want to step on stage or I want to make my pro debut or something like that. So last year in 2020, my my mind was not ready. So when I when I I did when I when I do competitions in 2020, I think it would not be good because I need I need this year and I need the break. So to get healthy, get healthy my body and get healthy my mind, yeah. And I always like when people say that because it's so easy to stay competing every year, keep competing and I guess almost ignore that mental health side and doesn't matter how much you try and, you know, chase that mental health will catch up, It like, you know, it will catch up with you at some point not a bad thing either if you need to take a year out I think a lot of the best pros do take time away you're so right so and I think the mindfulness it's so uh it's a word but it means so much and the balance so the balance between yeah between everything between the the hard prep and the The focus, the focus, you need to focus, you need a high goal and yeah, everything. But on the same time, you have to have the mindfulness to you and your body and your mind to hear when and feel when you need a break. And so when you can handle this and you can know you, you know your body, you know your mind. So that's really good. And then you are a pro here and then you can get better and yeah. enjoy the process and enjoy every day and at the moment I can say I enjoy every day in my life so I'm a really grateful and blessed person to be on earth and to yeah to be healthy to can I'm so thankful that I can do this sport on this level so yeah. it's crazy uh, I yeah so that's that's some some words from me <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What is the competing you know competing life like in Germany? Is there a lot of federations like in the UK, for example, in the past there was maybe a few whereas now so many federations in the UK it's crazy. What is it like being in Germany? What's the situation? Yeah, there are lots of federations too, but I think it's not so big like in UK or in the US. Yeah. So I I think in Germany the sport is is small at the moment, but we try in Germany to make them bigger. 
and to come out of the little little space i think yeah. and yeah the the word bodybuilding in germany sometimes the people don't don't understand what what it is and what what it is bikini fitness and a bikini class but i think in the last five six years we become bigger and i think at the moment we we grow and we try lots of lots of new federation and things to to bring it out and to bring it better on on a better light yeah. yes Yes, I know a couple of girls who have competed in Germany. Uh, the Fit Parade, I think. Um, yeah. And they say it's a really, really good show. It's a really, really good show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I think the the sneeze, maybe the, is at the moment it's a sneeze sport in Germany. But I really optimistic that we in the next few years, we bring it more out and make it bigger. So I don't know since which year the bikini class is created in the UK. In um, which year? I actually don't know. I should know that. <laughs> I don't know. Because I think maybe 10, 15 years. Yeah. Approximately. Because in Germany, I think the bikini class is, I think, in 2012, maybe, maybe 10 years maybe 10 years yeah it's, it's been weird in the UK even since my business like it keeps every year it's getting so much bigger so much bigger and it just takes one friend at the gym to do a show and then everyone looks at that person and then says oh you know my friend at the gym is competing maybe I want to do it and then it just it gets bigger and bigger and bigger so no it's yeah. exciting so I can I can say at the first time in 2015 where my coach showed some pics to me and I I didn't know some bikini girls, some other bikini girls, so only on social media and on YouTube and something like that. But at the moment it's it's getting bigger and you said federations and I can say to the the sponsorships for athletes getting better. So I think the the good athletes have have the opportunities to to work with some sponsorships and getting good corporations to yeah to keep more focus of the sport. So because I know lots of athletes, girls and boys, and lots of the athletes were comparing a pro level have some full time jobs too. And I think when you can keep the focus of your sport, it's yeah, really, really good. And you can getting better. Mm. Yes. A lot yes. faster as well as if you faster. have more time for it. Faster, that's, that's the word. Yes, you're right. Definitely. Yeah. So I think we should finish the podcast on a question that I like to ask quite a lot of people. So you have spoken a lot about your fitness life, which is amazing. But I want to know what makes you not just a bikini girl. So it has to be something completely different to fitness and something that maybe people might not know about you, but it's still part of you, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 
I think I understand. So I love to to talk about this and to get a question from you because at at the first second where I saw the name of your podcast, it's not just a bikini girl. I I loved it really much because behind every bikini girl there is a person who have so much more in it and so much more roles in life and I think I fill lots of roles in my life I I'm a wife I'm a, a daughter to a really really cool and lovely family and yeah I love to talk about other things so I think my person lots of people give me that the feedback that my person is special because of my 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 positive energy so oh. when i come in the room they and i'm a happy girl so and i yeah i love lots i i'm i'm loving and then the the other people are loving and happy too so yeah. you know and i think that's a Really, I I want to say just a second. It's okay. You have done so well. So before okay. we started this recording, she said to me, "I'm going to might ha I might have to use tra Google Translate." And I have been so impressed that you just at the end you've needed it. So well done to you. Can I say? Thank, thank you so much. So I I want to say that for me in life, it's a really really big task to spread love and positive energy in this world and sometimes I not not only sometimes I want to be a change I want to be a little change but the little change sometimes I see it's it's so big to others yeah. when when I be there and I I am a kind person and I want to bring out the best in each other person and when I talk to someone I every time I want to yeah want to be good to the per be the, the good in, in each person I and I see the good in each situation in each yeah in each situation maybe we can make the 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 moment moment like COVID so so many people are sad about things in the actual situation and I want to be the little change when I come to them when I talk to them when I be there and see the good in each situation in each person and so that's a big task for me in my life and yeah I love that I think that's such a good way to end the podcast as well absolutely love that Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. And I'm very excited to hopefully meet you at the UK show. Fingers crossed. Because um, I think I will be tanning with the Get Bronze team. So it'll be amazing to see you. Um, and I will leave for everyone Johanna's details. So do please go and connect with her because I've really enjoyed having you on both. So thank you so much. Jasmine, I have to thank you to you that you invited me. I'm so grateful and blessed. And yeah, it was so nice to talk to you. And thank you so much.
And your English has been... Can everyone message her and say that, her, say that her English is so good? Because I think you really underestimate how good your English is. Like, absolutely crazy. So thank you, babe. Thank you.